Coming up this evening, live from New York City, President Biden asking Congress to suspend the gas tax for three months. Amid soaring energy prices, officials hope it can help ease pain at the pump. The Federal Reserve Chair today saying we could see a recession if they keep raising rates. Yet they're committed to the fight against inflation. Trillions wiped out in retirement savings amid a rut in the stock market. If you're losing money in your 401k retirement plan, we have some tips for you. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. The White House has a plan to ease pain at the pump. For now, at least. First, President Biden is calling on Congress to suspend federal gasoline and diesel taxes for three months. Second, he's calling on states to lift their own taxes on gas and diesel. And third, he's telling oil refining companies to increase their capacity. By combining all three, if everyone agrees, that is, officials say it could reduce the price per gallon by $1. Here's Biden this afternoon. By suspending the 18 cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. The White House estimates that pausing federal gas taxes would cost the Highway Trust Fund about $10 billion in tax revenue. Biden says with tax revenues up and the deficit down, the U.S. will still be able to fix highways and bring down gas prices. But financial news publisher Kiplinger says suspending federal gas taxes isn't worth it, and it wouldn't help the average American save much. According to its analysis, holidays for state gas taxes could have a greater impact. That's because almost all of them are higher than the federal gas tax. Back in 2008, John McCain and Hillary Clinton also pushed for a gas tax holiday. However, Barack Obama at the time criticized the idea, calling it a gimmick. We're arguing over a gimmick to save you half a tank of gas over the course of the entire summer so that everyone in Washington can pat themselves on the back and say that they did something. Well, let me tell you something. This isn't an idea designed to get you through the summer. It's an idea designed to get them through an election. For now, Biden's plan is still just an idea. It has to pass through Congress, which some say is unlikely. While Biden is trying to cut taxes to bring down what you pay for gas, some say the high prices themselves will reduce demand, which would in turn lower prices. So will we see some relief at the pump soon? And Titi spoke with an energy analysis expert to get his take. I think we may be stuck in a period of elevated prices uh, for potentially 12 to 24 months. For months, Americans have been paying record high gas prices, but the high prices haven't lowered demand for gasoline yet. Uh, gasoline consumption is still very high. It's not at record levels, but it certainly is not far off of record levels, which is very surprising given that gas prices are still near record levels. Uh, Americans are consuming uh, over 9 million barrels of gasoline per day. That's maybe 5 to 10 percent below where it might otherwise be. Uh, but still, given the strong economy, a very strong jobs market, low unemployment, and rising wages, Americans have proven resilient in the face of high gas prices. Dehan says gas prices could go up to 5.50 a gallon before demand starts tapering off. And you'd really start to see Americans driving less if we got to six dollars a gallon, which is still a possibility. 
that we could see the $6 a gallon mark later this year uh, if there are any hurricanes or refinery or oil production outages. But not every American can afford or is willing to pay high gas prices. Jessica Houston, a single mom with two kids, drives across the Twin Bridges from Evansville, Indiana to Henderson, Kentucky for cheaper gas. It truly is the money-saving bridge between 30 to, I, any given day, 30 to 75 cents a difference a gallon of gas. It can make a 10 to $20 difference on filling up for sure. No, I wouldn't go far to go to a store because it wouldn't be worth it. DeHaan says Americans could get some relief with the Fed raising interest rates and if Congress passes President Biden's federal gas tax suspension for three months. But he doesn't expect gas prices to go below $4 in the short term. Reporting by Angela Moy, NTD News. So demand doesn't seem to be coming down. How about increasing supplies? According to the International Energy Agency, there's going to be a lot of energy investment this year. But it's not going to have any substantial impact on energy prices. The association reports that the world will likely invest 8% more energy this year. $2.4 trillion. But the majority of the increase is due to investments in renewables. The world is currently struggling with two goals. Transitioning to renewables and keeping the lights on right now in a way that people can afford. The IEA says the world is falling short on both and that millions in Asia and Africa could be pushed into energy poverty because of soaring prices. The IEA's executive director says a massive surge in renewable investment is the only lasting solution. Today, Fed Chair Jerome Powell in the hot seat again. The Senate wants to hear from him how the Fed is fighting inflation. In his opening remarks, Powell said the Fed, in his words, has both the tools and the resolve to restore price stability. But later in the hearing, he admitted that raising interest rates won't bring down prices for the two biggest categories, food and gas. Here's his exchange with Senator Elizabeth Warren. Chair Powell, will gas prices go down as a result of your interest rate increase? I would not think so, no. Okay. Um, and um, that matters because gas prices are one of the single biggest drivers of inflation. Chair Powell, will the Fed's interest rate increases bring food prices down for families? No, I, I wouldn't say so, no. The Fed is trying to slow the economy to bring down prices, but raising rates is a pretty blunt tool and could trigger a recession. Today, the Fed chair says it's not what they're trying to do, but certainly more rate hikes could lead to that. But he also says that they are going to keep raising rates until there are clear signs inflation is slowing. Investment bank JP Morgan said today it started laying off employees in its mortgage business. The bank says this is because of changes in the business. Mortgage rates are rising and it's slowing down the housing market. Bloomberg reports more than 1,000 employees will be affected and about half will be moved to other divisions in the bank. Besides laying off current workers, more companies are also canceling job offers they've been granting to new recruits. And today's Philzo speaks to a software engineer who had his job offer rescinded was at the risk of being deported. Imagine getting a six-digit job offer, signing a new lease, and moving across states ready to start your dream job, only to get told last minute that job is no longer available and you might have to leave the country. It was just kind of uh, disbelief, shock, and uh, just a lot of worry. Uh. 
That's exactly what happened to Ashutosh Uke. He just turned 23 last May with a master's degree in comp sci and working towards his doctorate degree. After accepting a software engineer job from Coinbase, he even signed a new lease to live closer to his girlfriend and family. Uh, yes, I have already moved to my new apartment. I'm currently here in Dayton, Ohio. But the biggest U.S. crypto exchange said they're rescinding job offers because of market conditions, and UK's was one of them. The bigger problem was, UK was on a work visa and he needed to be employed to stay here. Well, I have to go back to India if I don't find a job. Uh, and, and like a, a lot of my worries were like tied to my visa. Like, um, is my visa still valid? Uke then posted his story on LinkedIn, which received lots of attention. I've had a lot of people reach out to me kind of through um, sympathy, understanding my situation, and I've just been kind of interviewing at a lot of kind of different companies. Uke says big companies, including Amazon and Walmart, have reached out to him, showing interest. He adds many of his friends are also getting their job offers rescinded. Uh, one of my high school friends um, that I hadn't talked to in forever after seeing my LinkedIn post called me and he told me, hey, he was going to be starting at Coinbase too, and, he, and we hadn't kind of like, um, well, we hadn't talked in for kind of a long time, and it was kind of surprising to hear from him that he was in the same exact boat that I was. Uke says he'll stay away from crypto companies for now, but is remaining positive about his situation. Yeah, magnitudes more hopeful kind of now than I was when I first heard the news. And I would say make the best of the cards you're uh, dealt with. Phil Zoe, NTD News. With a number of corporations having cut, cutbacks and layoffs, crypto going through a bear market and inflation raging, many's households are turning to side hustles for essentials. And today's Sean Marshall has more. Fewer people are doing side hustles, 7% fewer than three years ago, but more are using side hustle money for essentials. 41% are using their extra earned income for living expenses, while in 2019 it was 31%. That's what senior industry analyst at Bankrate.com, Ted Rossman, told me about this recent trend. So that sizable jump, I really think, is an inflation story and reflects how more people just need this extra money just to get by. They're not using it for discretionary purchases. They're not saving it. They're not paying down debt. They're really just using it to keep up with these payments, which I think is a difficult situation. Rossman said out of younger millennials, 43% of 26 to 32-year-olds have a side hustle, compared to just one in five or fewer among boomers. Boomers, though, tend to make more on average from their side hustles. So they do it less often, but they make more money. I think reflecting all those years of experience and relationships that they've built. Entrepreneur coach Tatiana Sor says the most popular side hustles use a skill a person already has or is passionate about. So let's say um, you are a photographer and you work as a content creator for a company. You would also potentially freelance and maybe shoot uh, your own events, you know, have your own clients and shoot their events or do photo edits or um, something like that create content for clients, maybe do some social media content. Sior also said it can be helpful to do something that's meaningful to you. If you're going to use up your free time, it might as well be something you enjoy. Sean Marshall, NTD News. On to Wall Street. The main indexes ended slightly lower today after Fed Chair Powell's comment on, on Capitol Hill. The Dow is down 47 points, or two-tenths of a percent. The S&P lost five points, or one-tenth of a percent. And the Nasdaq gave up 16 points, or two-tenths of a percent. And with the recent stock market decline, you could be losing money in your 401k account. 
401 participants have lost about $1.4 trillion from their accounts since the end of 2021. IRAs have lost $2 trillion. That's according to the director of the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. This comes amid a rut in the stock market. So far this year, the S&P 500 is down 21%, the Nasdaq down nearly 30%, and the Dow is down 16%. Americans are seeing the value of their retirement accounts follow the trend of the market drops. So if you're losing money in your 401k, what should you do? NTD's Don Ma speaks with Dan Geltrude for some tips. He's known as America's accountant. Dan, good to have you. So, you know, the stock market isn't doing very well this year. And amid this, reports are saying retirement plans have lost upwards of $3 trillion. So to start off, I guess, Dan, can you give us an overview of what your clients are experiencing right now? Sure. Well, when you have these drops in the market this year, the S&P 500 down over 20 percent, NASDAQ 30 percent, the Dow over 16 percent, everyone is going to feel that pain. So whether it's in retirement plans, whether it's in investment accounts or whether it's in those 529 plans for college. So what do you do? I'm telling my clients, you got to be patient. The one thing that you don't want to do is is panic and sell. The whole concept of investing is buy low, sell high. Right now, you would be in the opposite position of where you may have bought high and sell low. So you got to stick with your investment strategy and the market will come back over time. You have to play for the long game here. Well, what if some people say, I want to retire right now? How long would they have to wait until their money's back? Well, that's the problem, right? You never really know what exactly the market is going to do. For most people, you, you would think, all right, time is on my side, except for when you're in retirement or close to retirement. So those situations get really tough. You have to look at what your available investments are or cash that you have perhaps on the sideline and make use of that because, again, what you have in those investments accounts, which may be down right now, you, you don't want to sell those unless you absolutely have to to live. Otherwise, you got to wait for it to come back. You know, people see their money is gone. They're nervous, right? They don't know that their money is going to come back, uh, let's say, in one or two years. Maybe they have to wait maybe five years, right? Well, it's certainly possible, but if we look back at the, well, the crash back in 2008, right, things were looking pretty grim back then, and a lot of people did panic, and they and they got out of their investments because they were trying to mitigate losses. Of course, over time, that ended up being the wrong move. So you never really know what the market is going to do, but history does show us if you can hang on, the market will come back. I mean, right now, the last couple of days, the market is up after taking a beating last week. I'm not saying that that's going to be the trajectory going forward every day, but certainly it is a, a chance for us to hope perhaps the worst is behind us. How much money are people losing? How serious is the, is the situation? Well, it is a serious situation. And, and when you're talking about a 401k plan, of course, that's for retirement. So 
people who have time for retirement, whether it's five or 10 years or more, there is no reason to panic at this point because the funds in there, well, let them have a chance to come back. And again, you're not gonna be in danger until you start to withdraw those monies in terms of liquidating those investments and taking the money out. Although there is no tax impact for doing that, the, the play in 401k, sit tight. Dan Geltrude, America's Accountant, Managing Director of Geltrude & Company. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Where is a good place to park your money? As the money we've saved so far is losing its value. Well, experts are recommending I-bonds, government bonds that are tied to inflation. Entity's Colin Fredrickson has more. U.S. government I-bonds were created to offer protection against high inflation. The interest rate is set according to the inflation rate, and it's currently at 9.62%. Not only are they a safe, guaranteed uh, savings bond by the backed by the government, that uh, they're also offering that high yield uh, against inflation for as long as inflation is going to be high. Joseph Hogue is a financial expert on the Let's Talk Money YouTube channel. Hogue says the maximum a person can invest is $10,000, but there are ways around that. We've actually maxed out that 10000 under my name, my wife's name, as well as our two kids, and under my own business as well. So that's $50,000. The interest rate adjusts every six months. So if inflation is higher six months after your purchase, your interest rate will be higher. If inflation goes down, then the rate also goes down. I've been very strongly advising clients for the past year to make sure that they put the maximum that they can into I-bonds. Stephen John Kaplan is the CEO of True Contrarian Investments. Kaplan says I-bonds aren't too well known because the government does a bad job of promoting its products. The bonds last 30 years, can be cashed out after 12 months, and require a minimum investment of $25. There's only one way to purchase I-bonds. Head over to treasurydirect.gov and hit open an account if you don't have one already. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News. Still to come, some FedEx drivers hitting the road with new delivery trucks from GM. Could be the future of FedEx vans. Entertainment venue Dave & Buster's offering the chance to win an overnight stay. For one night, it's turning an arcade into a B&B. &B. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. The next time you get a package from FedEx, take a close look at the delivery truck. Some drivers will be hitting the road in these electric vans. These are made by Brightdrop, a part of General Motors. The company delivered 150 vans to FedEx this week, with a deal for thousands more. Electric delivery vans have become a major arena for competition for both established and startup automakers. It's a hot market because delivery companies are being pushed to cut down their carbon emissions and lower their fuel costs in the face of growing demand. Four words. Crispy, cream, 
ice cream. It's called Original Glazed Soft Serve Ice Cream, a new addition to Krispy Kreme's lineup. Made with whole milk and some of the same secret ingredients in the donuts themselves. You can eat it straight up in a cup or get it in a cone or a milkshake. And if you're feeling really indulgent, there are a variety of toppings to choose from, like dehydrated glazed donuts. For now, you can only order the ice cream in a few stores, but it'll soon roll out to the rest of them. A night in the great indoors. That's how restaurant and entertainment chain Dave & Buster's is plugging its summer promotional contest. The company is building a B&B inside its Miami location for a one-night-only event in July. The winning contestant and their friends will be treated to an overnight stay plus all the video games they can play. It includes airfare, a bartender, access to the whole menu, and full use of a game room. They're calling the promotion the D&B b and Quite a tongue twister there. Contestants have to enter short videos explaining why they think summer is better in the great indoors. The entry will be accepted through July 1st, but the company won't announce the winner until July 11th. Australia is trying to tackle food waste. The government, local authorities and individual initiatives are all making an effort. In Sydney, one resident's creative invention could be a step in the right direction. Every year, one-third of the world's food is wasted. That's according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. In Australia, the government says that equates to trashing 8.3 million tons of food. 34% it's in the uh, residential sector, meaning at the household level. So we buy food and we do not eat it. That waste also costs the economy $27.5 billion per year in Australia alone. The Australian National Food Waste Strategy Feasibility Study found that if all the food the country wasted was spread out on land, it would cover more than 60 million acres. That's larger than the state of Victoria. So it might feel like, you know, you've had too much takeaway and uh, it's just one container, you throw it in a bin. But in fact, uh, when everyone does that, it builds up to a lot. Michael Mobs became a Sydney celebrity for his off-grid home. Two years ago, Mobs created what he calls cool seats, composting benches made from recycled materials, which fit neatly on any urban sidewalk. They are part seats, part garden beds, and part compost bins for all the food waste coming from cafes and restaurants. In the bins, worms eat the waste and transform it into usable compost. They don't smell. People like the look of them. The cafes like them. Now we're going to turn it into a business. And I'd like to think that it will happen all across the world. I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want to lose money. So if anybody wants to get the design, we're going to basically give it away for a few dollars. For the past two years, the seats have been part of a trial funded by the New South Wales government. At Cafe Julia, both the financial and environmental improvements are already showing. Well, we've gone from a, uh, a, a waste removal commercial arrangement, uh, which was seven days a week, to now being roughly three days a week. Um, so there's a substantial cost saving, um, substantial saving from landfill. Staff would normally put food waste in commercial bins. Now they just put it into the cool seats. The cafe uses old Hessian bags to insulate the compost bin to provide darkness and moisture for the worms and bacteria. 
The bags eventually biodegrade, adding to compost, so there's no waste. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. If you have any news tips or feedback for the show, send us an email at business at ntd.com. That's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can still catch NTD Evening News with Stephanie Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter, too. For NTD Business, that's all for today. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.